Welcome once again to the Brattlecast. Jordan Rich with you, and with me is Ken Gloss, the proprietor of one of the true gems in Boston and around the country, the Brattle Bookshop on West Street in Boston. We talk about a lot of things, but let's uh, focus on how the store is doing. We've been talking about COVID and all the issues there. Uh, no surprise, we have to add in the fact there's been some civil unrest and some issues in most cities, including Boston. How did the store fare, Ken? Uh, the store is fit, well, the store has fared well physically. We had a little bit of graffiti from what happened on uh, the Sunday night when things got a little bit out of control, to say the least. Um, it's interesting. My manager called me Sunday morning and said, you know, we have those steel grates, which the city hates. Those old-fashioned steel grates that you right. pull down. And they really have been discouraging people because if you pull them down at night, it, it looks terrible. Now, yeah. one of the things about our steel grates is uh, years ago, we had an artist come in and do murals on them with Walt Whitman, Shakespeare, Zora Neale Thurston, a few others. Uh, in other words, and a little bit humorous, uh, uh, we had uh, Walt Whitman holding a Dr. Seuss book and Dr. Seuss holding a Walt Whitman book and, yeah. and like that. But we haven't used those grates in 20 years. Mm. But uh, wait, we might have used it once when there was a hurricane predicted. Well, but, that makes sense. You know, yeah. So I came in Sunday morning, early in the morning, and I said, fine, I'll pull them down. My only real concern was if I pull them down, they haven't been used. In, are they <laughs> Can gonna you go cut back them back up? up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got them most of the way down, our, the, um, and we didn't have any damage. Good. And quite honestly, on our street, West Street, there was one store that had one window broken. I mean, not to downplay that. The next street, Temple Place, was just devastated. Right. Um, I live in Copley Square, so it's about a mile away near the Boston Public Library. And up and down Newbury Street, Boylston Street, it was just vandalism. It was just people out of control. And it's a really a shame because the the demonstrations basically we saw thousands of people earlier in the day peaceful and justifiably uh, mm -hmm. you know protesting. So we got through it fine. I think one of the things that worries me a little is the governor is close to saying retail stores can actually open, and we're really looking forward to that. And whether that might discourage some people from coming into the downtown, but I'm worried about. When we open, are there going to be customers? I mean, between no tourists, no students, only 25% of the workforce, et cetera. So what we have to do at this point is hopefully those people who are real book lovers, the ones who really want to see the books, are going to come no matter what. They're going to sort of be drawn in. They know we're putting stuff out. Uh, and actually, we're planning everything. And one of the things we're doing is the first day or two, we're just going to open our outside lot. Uh, we put all sorts of very, very high quality books out there. I mean, things that were in the store at $10, $20, $30 uh, to attract people. But also, we want only the outdoor for a day or two just for our staff to get used to the new procedures, the, how you do it, how you do credit cards, hand sanitizers, masks. And then we're going to open up and run a sale on the third floor in the rare books. But one of the things that I found really interesting about this whole uh, pandemic so far is we're incredibly lucky. Well, it's good planning. We, about 40 years ago, the store burnt down. That's our empty lot next to the store. Right. And it literally burnt to the ground. And ever since then, 
I have always run the store financially and planning wise, there's going to be a disaster. Every year there's going to be, I don't know what it is, I don't know when it's coming, but we financially plan for it. Now we don't usually plan for it being months and months and months, uh, but we were had that, we own our property. And one of the things that I feel terrible about is most small businesses run on the edge. I mean, and if I've done all this planning, had a successful business for 70 years in my family and plan for problems and still starting to really feel the strain, I, I can't imagine what it's doing to other uh, yeah, businesses it, in the area. I live uh, not too far from the store, and you know this. I live in, in the downtown crossing of Boston area. I'm very high above it all, thankfully, and it, I feel safe because I am in a high rise. But um, it's, it's so sad to, to see not just the Macy's stores and uh, targets that are boarded up, but the, I walked past your office, your, your office, your store this morning as we record this. And I saw that jewelry store, that uh, window that was punched in and it just, it wasn't even that serious, a, a sense of damage, but I didn't go to Temple street, as you say, where it was worse. I just think it's uh, a lot of people are trapped in, in their homes now for what, two, three months. There's a little bit of uh, anxiety building and frustration building, but it's just really a shame. Boston well, has a lot. Oh, go ahead. No, uh, I was just going to say Boston has a history, you know, in the in from the revolutionary times of of protest. It's not like we don't know how to do it and don't know how to do it well. That's all. Well, of course, of course, the British didn't particularly like it. <laughs> you know, that administration didn't particularly like the protests and so on. So, you know, it's a lot of its perspective. But I'll tell you a few things, though, that both in my personal life and sort of looking at it from a perspective and distance. One of the things that I'll mention to you is my daughter's going to have a baby and she's in the hospital today. Ah, uh, congratulations. So, uh, muzzle tough in advance. Thank you. First grandchild will be a day or two, probably. But in this world, my wife and I, we don't know when we're actually going to be able to touch and hold and not see the baby just through a glass door. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a really strange thing that way. And another thing that's, that's happening is that I've, some of my talks and lectures, which I do on a regular basis, have been postponed. But a few of them they're asking me to do Zoom or some type of media presentation to a group like that. And I said to the person who'd scheduled a lot of these, I said, do them, no problem, let's try it. And if I can get my spiel down, I said, that opens up a whole new world because usually I do it in the New England area because I leave work, I go and do it, it might be two or three hours, I get home at 10 or 11 at night, I said, well, I can do a Zoom talk to California, to uh, London, to whatever. So it's actually opening up areas. In my business, too, we don't do a lot of cataloging. We don't do a lot because we have a tremendous open store with a lot of tourists, with people coming in retail. Now we're developing more on the uh, cataloging and sending things out. And it's working. It's still going to adjust. So that's uh, that's one of the things that maybe in the long run will help us. And things always change, uh, some good, some bad, uh, but you, you adjust. If you survive, you adjust. And uh, we're, we're planning on being here uh, many years hence. 
We've got a lot of really great topics that will be coming up on the podcast, the Brattlecast, but one of the overriding issues is a good issue, and that is people are, because they have time, are reading more than ever. I mean, uh, whether they're reading online or reading uh, hardcovers as I do. And I think that's boding well. I mean, I think there's a certain uh, hope and inspiration that we're going to be interested in self-reflection and reading and history and all that, even more so after this all lifts. I don't think people are going to stop this new habit for some, which is reading. You noticing a, a, a good interest? Uh, we're noticing it. Well, we get calls every day. When are you going to open? And my answer generally is, I wish I knew. But it sounds like the governor is going to be open, letting us open June 8th, June 9th, right in that time period. Right. Also, we also feel one of the key things, and I've talked to museum directors about this, and I've talked to other customers and friends, is not only do you have to be safe, in other words, safe so that your employees, so that I'm and, and the people who come in are safe, but you have to really project safety. So we have the hand sanitizers, the, the, the distancing, we've laid out tape. Also, our outside, you're out in the open air. I mean, that's also a lot safer. Uh, so it's, it's very interesting. We're going to adjust. Uh, I have decided, uh, no matter what, we've kept all of the staff on, although it's just beginning a number of them to come back. We're just beginning to go out to houses and estates, which for me is the real fun. I mean, going out, it's that hunt and the search. And the reality is, that's what drives the business. One of, when you're in the restaurant business, and I feel terrible for some oh, of them, yes. Yes. or the hotel, if you don't sell that meal that night or that hotel room that night, it's gone forever. Mm -hmm. If I go out to an estate and buy a book, if I sell it in March or I sell it in November, I only have one copy. It's only, I can't sell it twice. So I'm hoping some of this is delayed. In your... Uh, treks to various homes and estates, you'll obviously be taking precautions and let people know that you'll be prepared, masked up, gloved up, all that kind of stuff, needless well, to say. Well, I can tell you a few things, pluses and, and a few minuses to that. What we do now is when people have called, and we have gone out to some estates, and actually gone on some really good books too, and I'll talk about a few of those in some other podcasts, but we on the phone before we go out now, we say, well, what, what's the etiquette of this? Uh, masks and gloves on our point of view, but also that the people will stay six feet apart. We had one lady not only do that, but she drew us a map of her house and what rooms the books were in and where the books were and which ones we were supposed to look at. And she sat in her car in the driveway wow. while we did that. And then when we were done and came up with a figure, we called her cell phone and we said, well, we've looked through the house. We can, we are interested in this. We can pay that much. She sat in her car, said, go ahead. And we boxed everything up and carried it out. Now, one, <laughs> so. These, these are changing times. <laughs> changing times. Although I, I miss even with that, the personal contact, right, right, the right. saying hi. But one of the things we've noticed in a big disadvantage just this morning, we moved about 1,000 books in the Newburyport area. It's 80, 80, 85 degrees. Wear a face mask. And it's hard enough moving 1,000 books. But wearing a face mask, you feel a lot hotter. So one disadvantage of it. Well, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's a, there, there are these pluses, there are minuses. 
like I say, we don't know what's really going to happen, whether customers, my prediction would be six months, a year before, uh, or a vaccine or a treatment before it really gets back. But again, we do what we do. Also, one other advantage that the type of business of mine has is that I could go to one or two estates and I could buy a Gutenberg Bible. Yeah, well, but I could buy one if I got it at a good price. That one book could carry a good part of the year or something similar to it. Right. Uh, another personal anecdote, and this, I don't know how people will listen to this, but it's interesting. My younger daughter, uh, not the one having the baby, but the younger one, she works and lives in Kenya. She lives in Nairobi. She, she works for uh, an aid agency. But she, she got hired because she had lived there and she's been there eight or 10 years. She said when this all happened, all the people working in the embassy, almost all of them, went back to the United States. They went back to New York, to Washington, to the Midwest, and are working remotely because they were afraid of the health care, the pandemic, possible civil unrest. She said, Kenya's been perfect. They're doing a great job, the government there. They're not tremendous worries. Of course, there is some sickness. Whereas back in the United States, <laughs> we're having uh, civil unrest, pandemic, health care. So, you know, it, it's sort of an interesting juxtaposition. A lot of interesting things. We're going to be focusing on uh, what we normally focus on in the upcoming podcasts that are straight ahead. But uh, I, I want to wish you the best and certainly uh, advise people they should keep checking with the website and calling the store because you are there. Well, we're here, but also, too, uh, by the time this gets posted, I, I'm sure we're going to be open. We're going to be having books. We're hopefully having customers getting back into the swing of it. Uh, you know, there'll be the masks and the distancing and all of that. But we've been buying tons of books. We're trying to make them very attractively priced. And it'll just be fun seeing a lot of the old friends and customers and maybe a few new ones, too. The brattle moves through all kinds of weather and uh, comes out on top every single time. Ken, thank you. And I look forward to some great conversations about great books. Thank you. Thank you.